Hello, fans and listeners of the Past Podcast. It's Paul Newbegin here, your host, with a very, very special episode indeed. I am not in a kitchen. I am not in an office. I am not in a private dining room. I am in, would you believe it, the restaurant of the Nobu Hotel, where tonight the GQ Food and Drink Awards are being held. And as you can hear from the noise behind me, we are getting ready to go. Tonight, I am backstage. Yes, me. I'm backstage with our partners, Chef Works. They've brought us down here to interview some of the winners, some of the nominees, and some of the people behind the GQ event. And we're going to bring you as much as possible over the next, well, however long it takes. We've got all night. Enjoy the ride, because I will. Cheers. Hello, it's Paul again. So, as I just said, this is a special from the GQ Food and Drink Awards. And as you can hear, we've come back to a quiet space after all the madness and excitement of the night. So what I'm going to try and do, obviously, we're only going to get short chats of everybody's time. Um, and obviously, I will say that, obviously, you know, this is an awards do. There's music, there's noise, but we tried to get the best audio we can. Uh, I've listened to everybody and we can hear everything that everybody said. But obviously, this isn't going to be necessarily in, in a quiet space, as I've just said. I'm going to group a few people together so that you don't keep hearing my voice. So the first interviews we'll have are with Bill Prince, who is the deputy editor of British GQ and his colleague Paul Henderson, who is also the associate editor of GQ. Now, at the end of their chat, they say that they are really excited to meet the guys from the Fordwich Arms and they were winners of Best Pub that night. So I'm going to put them in the chat as well. And they also introduced me to Mr. Bertrand Steep, who is the managing director of Moe Hennessy UK. And they were obviously the official sponsors of the night. So I thought all of those might go kind of nicely together as a threesome. So then I will come back with the next lot of chats. But obviously, hope you enjoyed this special episode with Chef Works. Cheers. You know, when I talk to lots of chefs, they talk about, you know, service as uh, going on stage. Right. But in terms of putting on a show, this yeah. can't, this must be such a fun thing to be a part of putting on. <laughs> you steer the question to me. It's a really fun event. The thing, that, the thing that's nice for us, we cover food and drink on the magazine and we cover it online very much. And um, our involvement with chefs and restaurants is very much going and visiting, whereas we think of this event as having them on our patch a little bit and we can reward them in the same way that they've rewarded us for hosting us on so many fantastic evenings and events that we've done. So uh, that's, what, that's what we like, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think GQ, cover, co- GQ covers so many areas yeah. and, but we always try and do it from the perspective clearly of the consumer, the reader, the audience. So when we come to a food and drinks award, obviously there have been and are many food and drink awards globally and we didn't come into this arena five years ago necessarily to compete with the adjudication processes of the Beard Award or uh, 50 Best Restaurants. What we want to do is celebrate what the food and drink industry, as Paul says, has done for us, sure. which is to, in this country, basically reinvent itself in the last 15 or 20 years and create globally some of the most exciting fine dining and casual dining establishments on earth. And we don't set ourselves up in this guise as the arbiter of food criticism. What we're saying is, is this the sort of place, and these awards, is this sort of, sort of place our audience would enjoy going to eat and drink. So we really are the uh, enablers. No, that's the wrong word, really. What we try and do really is just host the industry at an event where they come and see each other and recognise each other. And let's not kid ourselves, the food and drink industry, if it's at the top flight, the food and drink industry is busy both nights doing their job brilliantly. And often... They don't, as a, as, a, as a group, they don't tend to get together as often as right, perhaps yeah. they would like. Yeah. They're so focused, so focused on producing the goods every night of the, of the year that they don't actually get much time to come together and, and enjoy each other's company. And what, we, what Paul and I realised when we started a live event was this was one of the best moments for them, was not to necessarily receive the award, for which they're extremely grateful, <laughs> obviously, but it was just a great chance to see each other. And yeah. then we realised, yeah. great, we have a great thing going on here. 
we can we we must really stand back and let it create its own message and its own strength. And fortunately, that's what's been the case since. Well, it's such a prestigious brand. It's such a prestigious event now. And you said five years on. How do you go about deciding who you're going to include in shortlists and awards? How how does that kind of happen? Well, as a process, we open the judging at the start of October. Um, we have a feature in the magazine where we ask the readers to nominate their favourite restaurant, bar, hotel, pub, um, chef, and then we collate those for a month. Then we we usually call someone in, don't we, to do all the all the hard work for us, which is which is typical. Um, they collate all the results, and then what we get down is a long list, and then we take those to our judging panel, who narrow it down to a short list. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we should bring in our sponsors, Moat Hennessy, here, because we knew when we started we needed to partner with an industry heavyweight. Yeah. And uh, principally because the association is so strong and good, and we, it was an existing association for our brand and for Moat Hennessy as well, but also because we needed their intel. So we wanted to, as I say, a lot of awards are based on a sort of a critical orthodoxy, which is either secret diners or a group of well-placed ladies and gentlemen make their own prior selections of who really should be nominated. We decided to do away with all of that. And we asked our huge online audience, in effect, to make their own citations. So we gather about sort of six, 9,000 individual, individually, hence the <laughs> hence the nice person who comes in and helps Paul and I do it. But, you know, we basically get this huge list of food and drink establishments all over the country, which we then had to do due diligence on, make sure they exist, make sure they're still open, make sure that the health and safety haven't been around yeah. in the last 12 yeah, months, yeah. and then we then need to narrow that down by doing this process of due diligence whereupon we can then show it to our friends at Moet Hennessy You're saying about the representation throughout the country I wondered if that's really important to make sure you've got the regionals as well as here It's very important to GQ it's very important to Moet Hennessy as well Uh, and it would be scandalous for us to do an awards that only flattered those that had had the ability or indeed the courage to set up in the, in the southeast. So the, coming back to my point, this is why it's really important that we work with Moat Hennessy because they have a regional network of managers and they are able to do their own due diligence on that list. Which was to come back to Paul's point, we do the long, long list based on who we've got rid of on the grounds that they have had a visit from the health and safety department. And then we take the long list through to Moat Hennessy and together we work that down. Sure. And that's what we send to our judges. And then they are the exceptional industry figures who make their own adjudication on who they believe amongst themselves win. It's not. It's it's almost a blind vote in the sense they don't collaborate in, in voting. There's no block votes within our judges. They make their own selections. And as a, as, a, as a mark of respect to everyone concerned, we don't reveal A, which judge voted for which right, winner, right, right. also the, the relative spread of the vote either. So as soon as we have those votes in, um, Paul in the cover of darkness makes the final uh, <laughs> judges selections, and then we then we um, then in another break with GQ's recent past, where we've hosted several awards, we do not share the winners with those winners right. because we want people to come and enjoy the evening and hopefully leave with a prize. But if they didn't leave with a prize, feel that they'd had a nice evening. Yeah. As soon as you announce prior to the event you've won something, please come and collect it. Sure. Then each. Yeah, I think they've got it. There you are, now we're done. Is it important for you to be across all the detail like this? You know, you know it to the finest detail, right? Yeah, I think I think we we are very lucky at GQ. I think Paul and I would agree. Paul also looks after the car section and he hosts the car awards, which takes place in February. We both contribute and work on the Men of the Year awards, which take place in September. I'm sure I'm missing one already. But we've we, got our heroes event, and then we have a heroes event going on next yeah. week. So we we as as a team, as an editorial team, we are both. Uh, encouraged, energised and expected to take on lots of different roles not simply editing, writing and editing and and producing and publishing so this is an opportunity to get involved in what Paul was remarking about was very much the live event side of what we do Um, because all of the things we write about, all the things we love and respect in our industry is only created by fellow professionals doing their job to the highest standard as well so it's a good chance to come out and celebrate those people and to meet them frankly because we're all busy these days and it's just great to pull it together and see and
that amp as well, just to... I'll turn it around, just yeah. make it loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what I really like about the awards is how di- strong the categories are. You know, and it's, again, what you were talking about, that representation. It's having, you know, the sommelier, for an example, and, you know, the best overall experience. Was that an important thing in the beginning as well? Yeah. So I'm think I think that's really the same. I, not the same. I think that's the real strong suit of the awards, is that they are very much consumer-oriented. I mean, we, we, we don't have a best dish. Um, we don't really get into the culinary arts at all. What we're really respecting is how you put together the full picture of a dining out experience. And that does come down to how are you greeted? What does the environment look like? Who is serving you? What are you eating? And that's what we really focus on. And I think, we're, as again, we're not setting ourselves up as combatants in this. We're non-combatants. We are there to enjoy the experience as our readers and our audience online would. So that's what we try and capture in the awards themselves. So when we started, we've, we've always had a food and drink offering in the magazine and it's always been important because the, we always think the GQ man likes, likes going out. He likes to eat in nice restaurants, go to nice bars, etc., etc. stay in nice hotels. Um, so it, it was a logical step on for us to do an award ceremony, which um, has been going now for five years. And um, as we've said, we've expanded it now. We've, we've got an innovator category now. We've got a breakthrough category. Um, it's just about cementing the, the, the elements that we rate highly on the magazine and giving credence in an award ceremony don't you think absolutely yeah and i think as i think it reflects what is everyone has seen has been a generational shift in both our appreciation of what to expect when we go out and eat and drink and what the industry has offered us and what they consider that it's become so much more enterprising and innovative i think we all saw with paul and i have been on the magazine a long time now we all saw around about the time time of the downturn a lot of a lot of sort of quite interesting establishments closing, a lot of empty spaces and a huge amount of innovation, a huge amount of opportunity going to a tranche of younger chefs and, and mixologists to come into that space and basically invigorate it and innovate. And I think I think there couldn't have been a better time for us to really coalesce all of our different food and drink elements within the magazine, within one section, which we call Taste, and then to follow that with a live event, which brought those self-same people together and hopefully to, ce- to celebrate all of them and to gift those lucky few with prizes and I think that's that's really behind it and as I've said before I don't think we set ourselves up as God Almighty when it comes to deciding on the the excellence of the fair it's about celebrating the fact of the existence of this brilliant industry in our city and our country well I was going to say it must be so interesting since you've been doing the awards to see this fascinating and ever-changing industry like you say where economic times can affect it and different things can it must be really fascinating to be involved in that yeah, you know, it's so central, obviously. It's, it's absolutely implicit in all of our lives, food and drink. It's the start of everything. So it is a very interesting, shall we say, litmus of what's going on generally. It, if, 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 if our audience are confident and, con- and feel confident, they go out and eat and drink more. And if they're less confident, they won't. So you can see almost in the balance of the uh, openings and perhaps the closings what's really going on. Against that, you've got this extraordinary innovation of cuisine and flavours and, and ingredients that are constantly coming into this country and, again, leaving it and setting up elsewhere. But what Paul was saying has been so interesting about the last five years is that we didn't have a restaurateur category when we started, and now we do because we're celebrating individual chefs who are now running three or four different restaurants. So within the the very fine timeline of this awards, the industry itself has grown in this country. And that's really exciting to see. So I had to ask yourselves as gentlemen of impeccable taste, as I can see in front of me, what excites you? What do you look for when you go to eat out? You know, where do you like to go? Wow. That's, that is, I mean, that is the, the hardest question you could ever... I'm sorry, you I'm could, really sorry. You, could, you could ever ask us. It's not because it's... It's because it's one of those situations that I'm sure Bill and I speak for everyone when you say some, some evenings all you want is a burger and only a burger will do. And other times you think, OK, well, I, I want to take the wife out or I want to take a, a friend out and I want to go somewhere that's going to really wow them and be an experience. And one of our categories is the overall experience, which... which again is a is a fantastic chance for us to say look it's not just about the food it's not just about the interior it's not just about the the staff it's the whole package so for me somewhere that has won an award in the past is the fat duck and 
if you've never been it's an absolutely incredible experience and likewise another of our previous winners was the Iraqi which Bill and I were lucky enough to go wow. to there are only eight seats yeah. it's and it's an incredible place that you you have to visit once in a lifetime and if you're not going to do it in Tokyo you might as well do it in in London sure. W1 yeah <laughs> I mean it, it is an impossible question because for one person they can't you know if it's Sunday lunch they still expect silver service and there's other people who think Sunday lunch means a trip to the pub and maybe yeah. a packet of pork scratchings so and there's a place and a right to every approach I think what we look for is where you don't feel that you are intruding on someone else's busy time right. so it's for me it's all about that sense of uh, enthusiasm in the proposition that they're keen about what they're doing and acceptance that they need to look after you and there are alternatives and you could be eating somewhere else so for me I think it always comes down to service I love a, a nice environment I mean we, we eat with our eyes but we also sort of experience life through our eyes most yeah. of the time as well so you want to eat somewhere that is obviously fundamentally clean but you also want to eat somewhere that encourages you to, to relax and feel good I mean and for me I you know I love people watching and if <laughs> if I go somewhere with respect none of the people who are coming tonight suffer from this thankfully if you go somewhere and the place is fairly full or half empty you start to look around thinking Where's, where, where are the people I wish were here? So, if you eat, if you if you if you like people watching, you know I like going to the River Cafe. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a special moment. Ruthie Rogers won our Lifetime Award last year, and uh, what she does there and what her team provide every day of the year is this extraordinary environment where people feel very at once privileged to have got a table perhaps but also extremely excited about what they're doing there and I think for me that's a it's not it's not the populist vote to say a place has to be at the same time I'm not a huge fan of places that you know encourage or at least manipulate huge queues down the street or bookings that only open for one hour every three months I mean this is all Bill doesn't queue that's what he said <laughs> I had to say it's, it's important well it's I kind of need you know I, I'm someone who needs to eat when they decide they I need to eat so if I discover it's a two and a half hour wait to eat I will go somewhere I can eat within two and a half hours by a stomach yeah, plate exactly. yeah. yeah and I think some of the some of the most excellent dining experiences Paul and I have enjoyed we've been the beneficiary of not having to get on the phone in that sort of vanishingly small moments on a Saturday at 8am when they open the table booking so you know we do get to live that lifestyle and it's extremely extremely exciting to do so but I think functionally it's difficult to live at that pitch the whole time so good I think not clever but but consistently innovative cuisine in a, in a, in a, in a, a room that you could possibly move into with all the tables removed and with a good crowd around you seems to be the, the, what is, the ultimate what I think is fascinating that the thing that appeals to me about the food and drink industry is that the fact that it's always changing and always sure. evolving and when Bill and I started off you probably even going back to pork cuisine and you have very small plates and little tiny morsels of food then that moves on to sharing plates and then you go from sharing plates to food trucks and you move on from food trucks to everyone's talking about Korean food now everyone's not talking about Korean food anymore everyone's <laughs> that's over and everyone's talking about Japanese food and then everyone says forget about zero, but, um, Japanese food now we're talking about zero waste food yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you know you, unless, you, unless it's made from old broccoli stalks and been turned into something <laughs> incredible we're not interested and it's that, that changing mentality within yeah. an industry that moves so quickly um, British food especially was always given such a hard time and had a terrible reputation but especially in the last 20 years we're the match for any country in the world yeah. and the reason I think principally for that is because we we will take any different country's cuisine and put our little spin on it or make it traditional and and it works for us and that's that's why we're not we're not beholden like maybe the French or you know something that works well in this country take Gloria we passed Gloria on the way down here and that is French French restaurateurs doing an Italian restaurant and it's so full of life and so energetic and so of right now that it that it just works incredibly and that's what I suppose gets us excited and we're enthused about I suppose you must have to keep your finger on the pulse of the industry that changes like that. I'm obviously a fully dedicated foodie, so I wondered if there was any people that you're particularly interested in in meeting tonight, because it will be a mecca of chefs down there. Um, that's a good question. Let me think about who I'm excited to meet. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's always good to see. Obviously, we make we're fortunate to make 
we're fortunate, Paul and I, that we are invited to eat out a great deal, we choose to eat out a great deal, and we travel a great deal. So those three inform everything we know about eating in this country. Um, so it's about renewing contacts and, and making fresh contacts. I'm excited to meet the young team behind the uh, Fordwich Arms, which is down in Kent, which uh, anecdotally came to me via a friend of a friend who said, oh, there's this great pub that's just been basically renovated and reopened and then lo and behold it was it got many nominations in that first round and then got through the long list and the short list so I'm really excited about meeting them because they're all in their early 20s and it's not a small business taking on what would at the time have been a failing public house and then putting in everything that's needed to make it a yeah. potentially an award-winning yeah. pub so it's great to meet people like that and as, as Paul was saying I mean I think we both find the whole world of chefing in particular and mixology fascinating because it is that extraordinary mix of, of sort of artistry and sportsmanship so there's the artistry in what they do and there's this hugely competitive <laughs> mentality yeah. mindset that you find in chefs and with respect to most sports people they're not artists and most artists aren't necessarily competitive to that degree so there is a fascinating blend and that's what gives them their direction gives them their speed of, of, of movement and that's what keeps to Paul's point it's what keeps this industry innovating as well because whereas perhaps others would just rest on their laurels having achieved a great a great menu and a good clientele these people just keep going they're remorseless in that respect I, I, I'm fascinated by that and I think the other thing I always bear in mind and I you know I eat, I eat out a lot is that unlike most other businesses very little slack is given to um, food and drink establishments they're not really allowed a night off you know whereas you'll go and see a bad play or go and see a bad movie you, you may regret going to it but it's not you know it's not going to haunt your dreams whereas if people have a bad night in a restaurant or in a bar or in a, in a club um, that word travels very quickly and they they are annoyed that their personal time has been wasted in that way. So there is a, I think there's a distinction between what the establishments that we celebrate here tonight have to do on a nightly basis with one night off for good behaviour perhaps, you know, compared to some of the other cultural uh, activities that our readers and audience like to do. So I always, that's what I keep in the back of my mind. It's also a job that I just could, I couldn't fathom. <laughs> no, no. And it's, that's apart from, around the table. Apart, yeah. apart from heavyweight boxer, perhaps, yeah. and, and elite, elite special services, I can't think of something that would fill me with more no. horror than having to um, put my name and my reputation on the line day in, day out and bring so many ingredients together. It's the, the closest analogy, I think, is filmmaking. What, sure. what, films, what filmmakers create over years, chefs have to create in hours. Sure and b b build the expertise yeah. to do so over yeah. years. So it's a, it's a fascinating business. Can I lastly ask you if it's okay to talk about GQ because it's such an iconic brand as we've talked about, but to me, as a consumer, it always seems so relevant. It always seems to have the finger on the pulse. Like you say, with industries like this, you have to move on. How has it all changed, you know, the world of publications like that in last two years, five years? It must be so interesting for you guys. Well, yeah, I think the most interesting thing is is what used to be a one-way street in terms of communicating with your, at the time, your readers has turned into a complete full circle of, of uh, communication in the sense that everyone can get their information from everywhere. So a brand like GQ becomes, in a sense, a trusted source. And it's that what, what is what we're focused on most, I think, at the moment. I think it, there is still a need, and I think Paul and I, and I'm sure you do, Paul, are sense this all the time when people ask your advice given that you know a little bit about something or other and if you extrapolate that into a brand like GQ which is a global brand then you are a trusted source you are a, you are a, a refuge from all of the dross that's spinning around the world all the time <laughs> on any platform available uh, um, telling you to do this and go there and enjoy that so what we do is still do the job we've always done which is just to edit it down into a very amenable package of hopefully best in class whether it's in cars or in travel in, in food and drink or in hotel keeping whatever it is so the, the landscape has changed but the sense the citadel that is GQ and any title that has that sort of brand equity is still the same job we've always done it's just pleasantly and intriguingly it's a different platform and almost every month and there is a growing respect and regard for live events whether they're award ceremonies or the event we're doing next week in Soho Farmhouse which is a uh, a two-day retreat um, there still seems a great need for people to come out and converge on a good idea hopefully so that's that, that that's what is most and that's what I'm anticipating as being the biggest change and the biggest gift that GQ can give back every now and again I have to pinch myself at where I end up 
uh, to meet you two fine gentlemen is an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for being guests on the past thank podcast. You, thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Paul. So nice to meet you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Have you had a good night? You've enjoyed yourself? I've had a very good night. So, I mean, it's amazing seeing the fantastic champagne that's being served so freely. The whole bar is painted with the beautiful stuff. How did your involvement with the GQ Awards come about? Well, you know, at Vefclico Champagne, we are a little bit different than the other champagnes. We've always been, uh, you know, uh, about innovation and breaking a little bit the rules and... Uh, and uh, we got in touch with GQ because uh, as far as creativity in the restaurant, in the bar, in the hotel business, Britain is really a cutting edge place. You know, uh, I've had the chance to travel quite a lot and it's quite amazing. And so uh, in discussing with our friends with GQ, we thought that it would be important to recognize the people that are really leading the innovation in, the, in, the, in that business. And it's very natural for us at Kiko to be partner with this event yeah. because we've always been about innovation in Champagne. And you guys were on board from the very first awards, right? You have been here all the way through. Not only were we on board from the very first award, but this is an award that we have devised right. with our friends at, yes. uh, at, at, at GQ. And, you know, it's very, very true to the DNA of what yeah. Vepico is. You know. So to me, you know, as a consumer, Verve is just a mark of such quality, of such heritage. And GQ is the same, so you are natural bedfellows, would you agree? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, it started from the very beginning, uh, having a, a, a champagne company in the 18th century being managed by a young lady, 30 years old, at a time when women were not even allowed to work, you know, and suddenly she took care of that, uh, that, that company, was daring enough to put a yellow label on a champagne bottle. Today we seem that this is totally normal. I can tell you that at that time this yeah. was a kind of a, of, a, of a revolution. So this is really innovation in our blood. And GQ is always at the forefront, you know, of uh, the people that are really leading the trends. So super happy to be here. You even them. had your own award category tonight. How much involvement did you have in that? Well, you know, we were lucky to have an, an award for the, the, the best innovator in the restaurant business. Very happy to be, to, to be there. We have also another brand in our portfolio, Belvedere Vodka. And very, very happy to recognize the creativity that there is on the bar scene. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very happy that, uh, you know, our friends at Satin Whiskers were, were recognized tonight. Well, I had some of the amazing vodka. I've yet to have some champagne. I'm going to wrap this up and hopefully soon I can have some champagne. Well, please do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Merci. So first winners of the night, how did it feel? It was absolutely amazing. It was really good. Uh, we kind of didn't expect it, but it's lovely to get it. Well, I had a small inkling because I caught up with the guys from GQ earlier, and yeah. they said that you were the ones that they were most excited about. Oh, nice. So I kind of had a little clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be really, really cool for you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, we do what we do, and it's, it's, it's amazing to have these people say these things about us, and yeah. it, it, it gives the whole team that excitement to keep doing what we're doing. Sure. and keep pushing forward and I think that the guys are impressed with like how far you've come yeah yeah it's, it's been an amazing journey like from start to finish it's kind of it's, it's all been very quick uh, which has been amazing but you know we all love it we all love what we do and we're going to keep doing what we're doing well you're deserved winners and congratulations thank you very much thank you very much Cheers. nice to meet you thank you So before the night began, we got to talk to a friend of the show, Stephen Edwards from Etch. Uh, they were up for Best Newcomer. Uh, and we also caught up with another friend of the show, Akhtar Islam, who is obviously on the upcoming series of the past podcast. So we kind of talk about that as well. Um, and I'm also going to place them with a Welsh corner uh, of, uh, again, previous guest Ellis Barry uh, and his brother Liam. And also uh, Stephen Stevens from Soban or Soban or Sospen. I don't know how to pronounce it, but one of those Soban, I'm going to say, and the old butchers. Uh, that was Welsh Corner. So um, Ellis was up for Best Innovator and Soban was up for Best Restaurant along with Actar. So I'm going to put those guys together. Enjoy the chats. It 
it's so fun when you're behind things like this and like you say when you then get to go oh I've interviewed you but we've never met well that's it because when you said the podcast uh, the podcast I was yeah. like yeah yeah we've definitely yeah. done something together so yeah. how's it been good it's been a you know I think since we last spoke it's been a busy busy year we're looking at other projects as well wow I mean to have like um, national national awards uh, come our way is always like that's a pleasure amazing. it is and it takes the pressure off a little bit you know like tonight yeah. I'm feeling relaxed it's I hate saying it, it's not about the winning, it's the taking part. Because sure. when you get to that level, you know, I'm really happy for every winner. You know. yeah. But the more locals, you feel the pressure because yeah. I think we feel like we are becoming one of the best in, in our area. And um, that's kind of expected, whereas yeah. nationwide, we know we're not there yet. Yeah. Well, we were just talking, just talking to the, the editors and they said you know, having that regional representation is so important. Yeah. And I guess with people like you in a, in a market like, you know, where you are in Brighton, it's like to stand out like that, which, which you know, you already do, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, to, it's to take it another level. I mean, the reason we chose Brighton and Hove, and it's important to say Hove because we are in Hove. Yeah. Um, Brighton and Hove. Is that it's a, it's a destination already. Sure. So we just want to add on to that with the, with the food scene that's already bubbling away and attracting people to it. So, yeah. you know, to be at national awards, and I keep saying, national awards it's gonna it's only gonna bring a bigger dem- demographic to our yeah. city i believe yeah. so uh, yeah i'm really proud to represent uh, the city that we're from well obviously you love chatting to me in leeds so much because i saw george came up yeah. recently to yeah, do an did. event in leeds and it went phenomenal that's right you should definitely interview him because he's yeah. completely different to me and uh <laughs> he'll probably say he's better but he's not <laughs> it must be nice for you to sort of see you know your the people that you work with growing and expanding and doing their things well it must be quite proud for me i've always been about that uh, if you look at our team at the moment I'm all about promoting from within and it's what's actually difficult we've got a sous chef position at the moment and what's difficult <laughs> is that I'd rather like boost the you know the, the demis and the chef departs up a little sure. bit and uh, give George the support that way I mean George when I met him he was um, he was a communal demi at South Lodge Hotel and seven years later he's the head chef of my restaurant so I think that just goes to prove that I do promote from within and not not all chefs do that but for me it's a it's a massive part of uh, our philosophy and how's I, I've been following your social media you know before and since how how's the food developing for you because I keep seeing that image getting stronger and stronger yeah. your identity I think when we last spoke we just wanted to open and open to the best we could and uh that objective had now changed we you know I really want to push the boundaries a bit more not necessarily the flavour combinations that's always going to be me and uh, you know that contemporary style but in terms of the techniques that we're showing at Edge we're you know we're pushing it as hard as we can I said I've always said that come year two we want to be doing 95% to where we want to be I think when we open we're about 70 and um, you know obviously we can keep getting better and better sure. but we want to be pushing as hard as we can and that's where we're at at the moment. And I'm sure things like this make you hungry for more awards and more recognition. It does, but it, again, it puts the pressure puts the pressure straight back on us. So every time we get an award or we win something, we've got to remember uh, to keep our feet on the ground and remember we've got to deliver on those awards. Yeah. It's all very well winning something, but... Uh, you know it's there for people to judge us sure. well like you say you know you are a newcomer yeah. so you're still so fresh on your journey that's, you've still yeah. got lots to achieve I'll be honest I'm pleased to be newcomer that's uh, <laughs> that's where I like it to be you know it means it can't go wrong hopefully touch yeah. wood <laughs> you know when you when you made it to the top there's only one way to go isn't it so uh, yeah, new, newcomers still means it's on the way up which is really good for us well like I say I was so delighted to see because I knew that I was going to get to meet you yeah. and we've only done it over the phone I know so and we so come here early as well oh, I'm, yeah. well, I'm a bit worried because I'm drinking early so uh, it could only it could only go one I, way I need some to set all my nerves yeah. now because I've got like I'm, I'm oh, in you're the fine mate yeah. I know but I'm scared because there's going to be lots of people and yeah. I, don't, I haven't spoke to all of them. So. I'm glad you caught me at the beginning of the night because yeah. at the end of the night it could have been a different interview. <laughs> well, I'll get you a drink later, all right? Oh, my God. Okay. You're, you're making me nervous now <laughs> that you're going to speak to me later. As long as it's off air, that's fine. Okay, fine, cool. Brilliant. Thank you so much, mate. Absolute pleasure. I'm so, uh, you know, and good what luck What a lovely venue as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and good luck there. to all the finalists. Thank you so much, mate. You're used to my grilling. It's so nice to see you again. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's obviously lovely to be here. We're, uh, well, it's a good event to be part of and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice reason for a night yeah. off. I was going to say, you know, being nominated for things like this, it must be such a, a moment of pride for you. Yeah, I think it's, it's an incredible um, uh, achievement to be listed. Uh, a restaurant, you know, seven months, seven, well, nine months in now uh, to be listed amongst the top five in the country already. I mean, that's... That's incredible. Obviously, it'd be lovely to win, but I think there's already a win in it for us and there's a win in it for Birmingham. So, yeah, it's just fantastic. Like we were saying, you know, when we met you know, only weeks ago, just 
the impact that you're having in such a short time. It's so amazing and it's so inspiring, you know, for me as a fan to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, for, for us, we, you know, we, that in return gives us the energy and, and, and the will and desire to continue pushing. Yeah. And it, it is a very much a two-way street. It works, you know, we do, and then our guests and our supporters almost support us in order to continue developing and then it's it, it, you know what what i think in the past where restaurants got it wrong and i think where things weren't right is where it wasn't harmonious where it was almost restaurants were dictating whereas now it's a lovely two-way relationship and any relationship where both parties benefit is the best sort of relationship and i think that's where we're at with restaurants now and it's so it's it is so early doors so this is just the beginning of what you're going to achieve and win there's going to be plenty more of this right yeah of course <laughs> no, I mean, we're, like i say you know we're, we're just getting started we're going to continue pushing and you know our goal to continue doing our, you know two years ago myself and my business partner alan we both said that we want to do something that will change the face of gastronomy in Birmingham and 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 keep 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 moving it forward and put our mark you know that legacy element and 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 I'd like to say we're in a good position to to that we're heading towards fulfilling that dream of ours it's so, like a responsibility isn't it you're representing Birmingham as a great city for food yeah and you know for me I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm a son of Birmingham I was born and brought up there so you know, for first and foremost, I'm a Brummie. Yeah. That, that goes without saying. And so everything starts off from there. So, yeah, so for me, this if we were to win today, it'd be, you know, it's not a win for us. It's not a win, for, you know, yes, it's great for the team, but it's, it's even better yeah. for the city. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for spending your time recently with me as well. I loved meeting you. And good luck for tonight. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. And it's been a pleasure as it's well. It's so nice to see you always. And you're looking just... Dapper, that's 10 out of 10. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. We're doing a, a Wales special, and I love yeah, yeah. this. I love Wales Corner. Have you got any requests? I've, can you do a Tom Jones number? Well, <laughs> not unusual. You had that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You had that in the bank. You knew what I was going to say. How, how are we both? We've come a, we've come a long way from, yeah, from yeah. the north-flung we, field. We, we got our passports out and uh, jumped on the train, and here we are. Came over the border to the Badlands. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ellis, you're up for an award tonight, and mm. I guess you must be very excited about that. Yeah, you know, it's nice to uh, get the recognition, especially with GQ. You know, it's... Uh, well, it's a massive brand, isn't it? It's a great, great magazine institution. Yeah, very honoured. And Stephen, you're up for one as well. So ban at the old butchers. Yeah, that's amazing for you guys, right? Yeah, like Alice said, no honour to be here, and really looking forward and being part of it. I think that's what it's all about, and enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. I suppose for both you guys being so. Remote and, oh, sorry, oh no, sorry, and so beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to come to that next. You know, being so out there and so regional, it must do such a great thing to put yourself on that national scale. Yeah, I think it's putting Anglesey on the map for both of us, definitely. And you know, hopefully, at the end of the night, somebody will take something away what will really boost the island. And well, that's it. You know, we, we were saying then it's good that Anglesey's got uh, two restaurants that you know what in, into the GQ Awards, and also you've got uh, Thomas, a, a local lad, yeah. who's uh, also in there. So it's massive for North Wales. You know, it's good. It's massive for the Northwest as well. You know, it's a great. Uh, I say it's a, it's a great honour and yeah hopefully we can uh, bring something back you gave these the guys league. a shout out didn't you when you were last oh, on always, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know each other well yeah we've done a few things together um, you know obviously uh, Stephen's always like supported the restaurants and whatnot, and uh, yeah, we've done a few gigs and that together and I think it's we're always at the same events always pushing the same sort of you know, getting people to Anglesey, getting people into Wales, promoting uh, the Welsh produce. I think so, I yeah. saw you helping with the Kickstarter as well. I think you did some stuff together, right? Yeah, yeah you carried me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that fun doing things like yeah, that? No, it was really good fun, you know, yeah. going to a different kitchen, working together. Yeah, and it's all for a good cause. I'm still waiting for my sausages. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get the ever-present Liam in on the conversation as well? We're talking about earlier about the cookery school, the, yep. ki the Kickstarter that we just spoke to. How's that been going? It's, do, it's been unreal. The support that we had right from the offset on that, um, the industry support we had as well. A whole man kind of again the, the outreach into London and across the UK. The guys up in York. It was just it's brilliant to kind of get that support across the industry um, 
and then again all the uh, customers jumping in on the back of it and people seem genuinely excited for it you know well I think we are and I think like you just said to have two restaurants of your calibre in you know so close and yeah. all you guys working together I think it's only going to be amazing future for Anglesey and well we hope so because we've all got a lot invested there oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen guys I'm so happy that you're both here it's really great to meet you Stephen it's great to see you again Alice good luck for the night and hopefully we'll catch up later thank you nice one, cheers thank guys you. thank you So I'm going to group together some people that weren't up for awards, but were in the audience, whether they were reading out awards or giving awards. Um, and those people are a hero of mine, Mr. Marcus Waring, uh, one of the judges, Jason Efferton, friend of the show, Paul Ainsworth, and legendary chef, Tom Kitchen. So all of those are coming up next. I might have, yes, yeah, so I keep, I always feel like I'm a Bond villain, <laughs> but I always get my guest. Hello, how are Hi, you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, uh, I can't believe that I'm meeting you, I can't believe I'm stood here in front of you. The story goes that you are the reason that I am interested in food and drink. Oh, really? Yes. Since when? Why has that happened? Since forever, when I saw you on Great British Menu, right, and yeah. I was, a, I don't mean to make you feel old, but a young man yeah, getting good. into cooking, and you are my inspiration. Thank you. So I'm well, a little bit nervous, that's so you right. have to forgive me. That's right, well... Is it? We were just talking to, to Bill, the head of GQ, and he said, you know, that opportunity for you guys to get together and socialise like you do is really rare. Yeah. And I wondered if you enjoy it being around your peers. And- I think we do. I mean, the, the GQ is it's an extraordinary magazine. It's, it's history um, speaks for itself. And the class and the elegance of the magazine, the thought process that goes into it, when you know when GQ started the restaurant awards, um, they were new, they were different, and, and they introduced you know a whole new variety of different categories. I think the awards that GQ do put out there, all the different varieties, men of the year, woman of the year, they do they, you know they're, they're part of the magazine. So it's a massive connection between different industries and an extraordinary magazine that is a global-based men's magazine that actually stretches to absolutely everybody. So being here. As their, you know, as their guests, part of this A industry award would be to see your peers, to see your friends, see colleagues, and catch up every now and again. It's always a lovely thing to see them. What they were saying is how it's so interesting trying to keep a hold of the industry that's always changing. Yes. And it must be for you, as such an established chef and a well-respected chef, something that you're conscious of. It is, and you have to be. You know, trends, design, ideas, young chefs coming on board into into the industry. The industry doesn't fall asleep, it's 24-7, and, it, and it's, it's liquid, it moves, it doesn't sit still. And that's nothing to be afraid of, because it's always been that way. You know, we as chefs and restaurateurs, we're just a link in a very, very long chain of history, and we're part of the history of food and, and hospitality in this country, and on a global platform. So I don't over-worry about it or overthink the, the, you know, the, the next generation. For me, it's inspirational. Uh, yes, you get older, but then everyone gets older. And so the generation that's coming through now, in 10, 15 years from now, I'll be standing here doing the same as me. So I wanted to ask, there's a few now that are starting to come through, and they are come from MasterChef Bros, which obviously you are my favourite judge. Oh, sorry you. to the others. Um, is that a really proud moment to see those people that you've personally mentored? You know, Matt Healy is a good friend of mine and you're, he cited you in the interview I did as a mentor. Matt is a great guy. A lot of great chefs come into, into MasterChef. And you know, the MasterChef journey is a hell of a journey. It's a tough competition. And it takes a very courageous young person to, to get involved in, in that particular show and really put themselves on a TV platform, never really knowing how it's going to go. Yeah. And so, but the journey is different. It's exciting and it's, it opens their minds. To see them and move on into the world um, as their own restaurateurs or getting new jobs, moving up the ladder is purely the, one of the main reasons why I do it. I do it to find the next generation, the new talent, and it's one of the most exciting parts of the job that I do. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sparing your time. My pleasure. And thank you for inspiring no. me as well because I'm, yeah, I'm going to probably go away and cry That's now. Right. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. You had an extra pressure of presenting an award tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is, that, is that nerve-wracking? No, not really. I think it's just it's lovely to be asked, and it's lovely to, um, you know, spread the love and, and, and give, you know, give the credit to, to a restaurant what has just literally smashed London to pieces, right? It's amazing. So to be able to present that to 
to uh, the guys from Hyde is amazing. So we're here with the GQ for the first time and I get to fulfill uh, a life ambition to meet you because you and Marcus Waring were the two chefs that inspired me into, into cooking. I, I wonder when you look back at your career, how far you've come. Do, do you look back, first of all, a lot or are you a forward yeah, of course. I mean, I mean you know, you, you, I don't think you should look back and pat yourself on the back. There's always work to be done. There's always you know, new challenges to set yourself. But I think it's important also to recognize that, you know, hard work does pay off. And, you know, dedication to your craft does work, you know? Uh, and I think it's important to, to realize that, you know, and, 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 and to be able to teach the next generation, um, you know, hopefully, you know, inspire them, right? That's, that's the yeah. thing, right? Well, I've got, your, I've got your cookbooks at home. I've even got your maze cookbook. So that's how long I've been following your career but then now you've set this you've set the world on fire with your restaurants your international was that always it in your mind no no it was only ever to be a good cook that was it really you know i loved i love food i still love food today food inspires everything i do all my you know all my movements my ambitions my my leisure time my family time is all about food right and that's all it's ever been about you know just what we've done as a business is a, is a byproduct of that been blessed to talk to a lot of the chefs tonight and they all said just having that time to to in fact we interviewed Paul for the last series and he said about you two catching up down in Padstow recently and he said just having that time with you as chefs just to chew the fat it's really precious right yeah absolutely it's very it's very you know it's very difficult to have any spare time so to be able to spend time with your peers is amazing and yeah. we all go back you know me and Paul was in Gordon's kitchen together right. you know? so we yeah. You know, we, we've been through the, the, the hard miles, right? And we know what it's like. So to spend time together as, as restaurant owners is a different dynamic and it's really great. You know? Well, I think if you'd have said at the start of night that I would have met you and talked to you, I wouldn't have believed it. And now I have. So thank you so much for Thank you for Thank you. I just wanted to wish you a massive congratulations so on the much. London Marathon. Thank you. Thank you. you smashed it. Thank you, mate. I was so pleased. And you raised so much money as well. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, most incredible experience of my life. Yeah. Uh, and when you've got like £43,000 oh, resting on your shoulders. That's crazy. You know, so, you know, like some of the donations, you know, like, I could not believe how generous people yeah. are. But it doesn't matter whether someone gave me a pound, it all yeah. added up to that final. Well, it's not a final total. I don't know when the page closes. Yeah. So, yeah. amazing. So, I know you're in a rush, but I just had to quickly say, when we saw your MasterChef again, we were talking about MasterChef before, and your dish, your reimagined fairground, I just was in heaven with that dish. Oh, that thank looks you. amazing. Thank you must so be proud much. of that. Yeah, we are. Uh, we worked on that a long time. We took the original one off in 2017. Yeah, you did. Put the new one on, we launched it this year. Yeah. Uh, we did it, like we like gave MasterChef like the exclusive and like, uh, you know, the sneak preview, if you like. And that was genuine. Yeah. Those, you know, those customers, they were the first to have it. Man. Uh, and nervous. Yeah, really nervous. Really, really nervous because we've changed it a lot. But I feel that it's even more true yeah. to the original yeah. idea of going to the fairground with my dad as a kid. Sure. Well, you, you need to run. I'll come down to Padstow again and I'll try the pudding and we'll catch up. How's Thank that? Thank you so much. All right, mate. Thank Good you. to see you. Well done oh, again. Pleasure. Absolute yeah, pleasure. Hello, Chef. Sorry, we've just sprung this upon you. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Yeah. Have you come down especially for the day? Yeah, exactly. Um, came, came down with my wife, Michaela, and, um, you know, it's, it's an amazing event, and wow, what a guest list. Yeah, I know. I mean, we were just saying, you know, to have that opportunity for you guys to, to just connect and hang out, it must be quite a precious moment, right? Yeah, no, it is. And, um, you know, it's always great to meet people and, um, you know, people you look up to, people that you admire, and um, people that you're like generally in awe of. It's incredible, yeah. yeah. So um, when when you when you do these things, is it is it a little bit of sense of nervousness, or are you used to it by now? Um, it's it's it's, um, it's a double-edged sword, really, you know, because um, you know we're all humans. We love to get nominated, so we're like, when you get nominated, you want to win, yeah. right? So there's always that little bit of competitiveness, and anyone who's here is like obviously doing really well in their field, so they're quite competitive, and it's not gone, but. Afterwards, you know, you're with you're with people, you meet new people. Great place, great location, great wine. You know, it's all good. But you've been having some, you know, some new openings, and they seem to be going really well. Are you yeah. proud of what you've done? Are you pleased with everything that's happened? I'm massively proud of what we've done and what we've achieved. Um, I mean, we opened our restaurant 13 years ago, and it was tiny, and it was like, you know, we we borrowed money from mum and dad and grandparents in the bank and. 
and now to be standing in the GQ Awards Central, like in, in Noble Hotel London, and with all these amazing people, it's like, oh shit, you know, this is this is real. You know, I had Roberta Hall, your old sous chef, on the past last year, and she gave you a big shout out. So you're an yeah. inspiration to loads of chefs up in Scotland. That must be, you know, quite a, you know, uh, an honour for you to so many people giving you a shout out. Yeah, I mean it is, and it's a bit like actually when Jamie was accepting the Lifetime Achievement Award. I was listening to Jamie speak and I was like, shit, that's me. You know, like, you don't think of yourself as getting older, but like, we are getting older and there's a whole new generation coming through and they're amazing. Yeah. And Roberta Hall is one of them and uh, she's doing an amazing job and I'm so proud of her. She's had like the best reviews ever. And um, yeah, Ben is stunning. Right? Oh, it's really good, it's really good. But I think, like in this modern world that we live in, a restaurant like Little Chart Room is something that really hits home because that's exactly what my restaurant was with yeah. my wife. It's just a husband, started, that, humble yeah, beginning, just didn't you? very humble beginning, and then you take it from yeah. there. Well, you know, thank you so much for allowing your time. It's a no, pleasure, no, honour to Thanks meet you. Thank you so much. Cheers. So we're going to have a winner's row now. So winners of best restaurant with friends of the show hide. I get a little bit giddy chatting to my good friend, Mr. Matt Mortis, as well as bar manager, Oscar Kimberg. So it's great to see those guys. And then after that, we've got Neves Barrigan from Sabor. They won best newcomer. And uh, the man of the night, I guess in a way, although we've got a very special one coming last, was best chef was Nuno Mendez. Great to see you again. You too, man. I'm here and I brought my trusty companion. <laughs> I was. You got a new muff on I'm it, though. Here. I am always with Muff. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. So great to see you again. Um, I'm so delighted to see you. Yeah, no, we did. Um, I don't think any of us expected that. So, I did. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's really nice. As soon as I saw you guys, I was like, I need, I need you to win. No, to be honest, I mean, it's always nice to be nominated in the first place, but. Um, I don't know, all the other names up there were really strong, so you. You, you never think you're actually going to make it there, but it's, yeah, it's really nice. Well, you guys were so well received on the past. We loved having you on. It's yeah, no, so it's special for this restaurant. I mean, congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you. Where thank are you right now? Where's your head? Uh, I'm probably going to have a glass of champagne, I think. I think you yeah. deserve it. I think you definitely deserve it. Come here. Thank you. Come here, you, you beautiful human. Look at you. I just gave you the biggest hug. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. You are looking dapper. It's great to see you, mate. Hello, Matt Mortis. How are you? Gorgeous? Yeah, good. Really, really well. So thank you. happy to see you. Yeah. I was just, ah, I've been looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> and then I found out that you were going to win earlier and I couldn't tell you. And then I was going to text you and I couldn't. And, ah! yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How Thank do you feel? You. We're absolutely chuffed a bit. So, I mean, it's amazing. After just over 12 months of being open. There's and it's, champers. Congratulations. Thank you. I wish yeah, you just so imaginary cheers. Over 12 months. Just over 12 months. And it's just, yeah, we, we never thought you guys are doing. You know, cheers. Yeah. You must, you know, like we were talking about before, and I listened back to our chat, you know, and we were talking about that hospitality. And I just, I'm so pleased that's been yes. recognised yeah. tonight. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, there's a lot with Tatiana and Evgeny, the owners here. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, so got a huge amount lots of, of amazing things about them. Yeah, both love yeah. to introduce me afterwards. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a huge amount of input, and it's all our hard work. It's kind of, you know, it's really starting to come to the fore now. And, you know, like I said to you, every day is a new day, and, we, and we, we're only ever as good as our last. And it's, it's all about the hospitality, and that's just in our DNA. But, you know, for the yeah. scale that we were talking about before, to win Best Restaurant shows how perfect you are across all the things that you do well perfect's a big word but we uh, we try you know how much I love you <laughs> just you let alone hi just you I love you Matt, you make me blush I love you so much I'm so happy for you right now I don't know who's happier me or you I'm kidding thank you Matt thank you Paul nice to well see done. you mate nice to see you it's so nice to meet you how are you nice to meet you very good very happy have yeah. you had a great night it's a great night it's one of the for me one of the most exciting night because everyone is here and uh, it's, we just, just keep saying hi 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 you can't stop to say everyone it must be so nice to be with your peers and your fellow chefs but then also to be recognized but you know what the most important thing for us today is uh, for my business partner and I is like is to recognize our staff yeah. this is this is why that's why we're here they make our lives so easier, so so I'm so happy for us, but especially I can't wait to come back tonight. 
and celebrating with them because they are the There's one. your reward. Look how huge it is. I wish I had a camera. This is amazing. It's very heavy. You know, so, it's very you know, super heavy. It's beautiful. I congratulate you. You must be so proud of what you've achieved I'm, in such a short time. I'm a pro, as I say. I'm a pro, obviously for myself, obviously for my staff. And everyone is so happy as well. It's like, for me, this is like a family. Yeah. We are like a family. We all support each other. We all love each other. And it's, it's great. You're such an exciting restaurant as well. It's so vibrant. It's so busy. It's so it's just so on trend right now. Are you pleased with that? Are you pleased with what you've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, the, the goal to us is just to make sure that when you come into Savor, you're going to have the best food, amazing. the best service, and the, the most amazing fun. Because yeah. we want you to have a fun. Yeah. And that's what we try. That's the only goal we're trying to do. Yeah. That's, that's and I think best. that comes across, and that's why you've won tonight. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your time. Thank you. We've got woos in the yeah, crowd. Well done. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you, you look a little bit bewildered. Yeah, you said, it caught me by surprise, this one. <laughs> I was expecting it, so hey, it's all right. That's amazing. Uh, it, it is amazing, like shit, you know, like, I mean, so many young, talented chefs uh, on that list. I mean, you know, guys, you know, they're pushing really, you know, I feel like I'm uh, one of the older guys now. So uh, you're doing so many amazing things. You must be really uh, delighted with how everything's going for you. I, I try, you know, like I think, look, this year has been a very good year and uh, and I think things are getting, seems to be getting, um, seems to be getting better. And then with recognition like this, it just tops it off, right? Yeah, look, look, again, it's it really caught me by surprise. I was not, not expecting it. Sure. Okay. And you Fair must enough. know lots of the guys from the, I do. the other nominees. And I know like the young guys and they're pushing hard and you yeah. know, like, man, like, you know, I'm at a different stage now, like, so. I don't know. I feel like they almost deserve it more than I do, you know? What's kind of like the biggest thing that you offer to young chefs, you know, advice that you would give people like that from your experience? I give them space. I give them uh, room to think, uh, room to grow. I nurture them. I try to nurture them. I try to speak to them. I try to make them understand the value of uh, the life work balance, uh, the value of traveling and seeing the world and, and and uh, keeping an open mind about food and about how we look at food. Um, shit, I try to teach him whatever I can. I mean, you know, but I, I, but I have a conversation, you know, and I like the idea of having a dialogue in the kitchen. I think that's the most important. I think all my, my alumni have gone on to do amazing projects and they are now, I do feel like they're all amazing people that really have um, that, that bring that kind of ethic into the kitchen where there's a dialogue, there's a discussion, there's a friendly kitchen, yeah. um, there's happiness, there's work-life balance, <laughs> and the, and, uh, gonna, and the creativity. It seems to me that from what I know about you that you're an investor in people as much as you are in the food that you, that you cook. Very much, you know, like very much, you know, like I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been working with young chefs for many years now, like, and I still try to give them the tools to, for them to grow and to be successful. And, so, I mean, I guess this is more an odd to that than yeah. maybe uh, necessarily chef, of a... Uh, chef. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying that. Uh, well right. done. Congratulations. Uh, just, just, just a name. Thank you so I'm much. trying to be the best parent I can and the best uh, coach to all these young chefs I can. It's amazing. Thank you so much for Thank your you time. Thank you so much. Absolute really nice pleasure. Thank you very much. The night would not be possible without the amazing cooking coming from the kitchen within the Nobu Hotel. So I got a chance to talk to one of the chefs. His name was Artem from the incredible team that put on such an amazing spread. Congratulations on putting on such an amazing spread tonight. Thank you. It's a pleasure to receive such a great professionals in the hospitality industry. So we're looking forward to see the great chefs, the head hoteliers. It's like it's a big party for us and yeah. we're great party makers. In terms of icons and inspirations, there must be so many in the room. Oh, yeah. And uh, especially the, uh, the fantastic Hyde restaurant. Like, you know, it's a different cuisine. It's a different level. And we're inspiring a lot on the, such details they're making. They got the award of the best restaurant just now. It's just it's super cool. And we're looking forward to uh, just to say congratulations to all the nominees and uh, the winners. So tell me about some of the food that's been coming out tonight. The canapes have looked fabulous. Well, we prepared some of the shorty specials and some of the noble classic dishes uh, because these dishes are extraordinary, like super simple but extraordinary tasty. And the biggest difference uh, in between the other Japanese uh, fusion restaurants is that we are making it with heart. Every single piece was done right before we serve it with a super passionate chef. 
chefs, so we had a great pleasure to prepare for you today. And the kitchen and the restaurant is just gorgeous. It must be such an amazing place to work. It is. We're spending here our life, and uh, every time we're receiving the guests, we shout, we're welcoming there to our house because it's our house. And to be chosen to host the GQ, that you have made it, right? Yeah, this is like, we're really proud of it, and it's a great honor because GQ is like the symbol of the luxury and the style, and we're proud to, uh, to receive all the, you know, super stylish and uh, handsome people there. Tell me, Japanese food is, is so intricate in the flavor and the balance. How do you kind of keep that consistency? Well, it's you said the key word is the balance. And uh, it's very, very honest. We're not using it uh, like difficult equipment. It's all about your hands, your heart, and your skill and knowledge. So uh, that's the reason why we're providing here the highest possible level of Japanese food in Europe and in London, because we have excellent professionals and the best conditions to work. Thank you so much and congratulations for putting on an amazing spread. Thank you very much for coming today and uh, well, always welcome to our house. Thank you so much. Cheers. So there's no way we couldn't finish on this man. We had to finish on the biggest high possible. Yes, you've been waiting to it. Our exclusive chat with Jamie Oliver, who won the Lifetime Achievement Awards. Yes, Jamie Oliver. Just let that sink in. Uh, Thank you again for listening and I hope you enjoy the chat. You are beaming currently. Uh, You are the man of the moment. Congratulations. Yeah, lifetime achievement. That's amazing. I'm slightly worried I'm too young, but then maybe I'm not. (laughs) So uh, This is what you build on from now, right? Well, it's sort of like 20 years since The Naked Chef. So, I read the article that GQ did and yeah. it was amazing. It's just to look back on that career yeah. that you've had. Mind blowing. How, how does it, you know, can you sum it up? Do these things still mean a lot to you? Well, it's just that the only thing that really matters is connecting with the public, listening. But if you can't connect with them, then you, they, they fall away. You've got no audience, you have no platform. So, you know, doing good things is one thing. But just maintaining it yeah. is, is tough. And also, the more you try, the more you fail. So you've just got to... You just... It's, it's a weird thing, you know, this relationship with the public. You just have to absorb it and become, you know, and let them become your boss, basically. So other than my wife, the public are my boss, and they've seen me good for 20 years. But what I love about yourself is I have a chef's library, if you like, at home. I have so many cookbooks, and I cook out of yours the most because you, you make it so easy for us as your public and that must you know that must be really that must come naturally to you now no no or is it still difficult uh some things come easy some things are difficult i mean i think it's uh you know events like tonight are really lovely actually and now i'm a bit more mature like in the early days of naked chef and those first five years were very tough because the industry wasn't really sure about me you know if you're young and a little bit you know ducking and diving like then no one's really sure you know, they're sort of checking you out. So it, it's sort of, but of course, I grew up in the industry. I grew up in a restaurant. I grew up, so it's, it was always a bit weird. Sort of the hardest taskmaster actually wasn't the public; it was my own industry. But I feel like finally, I've earned that trust. Um, and look, I still have people that don't really like what I do. I'm a bit like Marmite sometimes, but Definitely I think not. you know, look, in this country, to have an opinion and say it it's still slightly frowned upon, you know? You, so You put yourself out there, don't you? You put yourself above the parapet, if you like, yeah. to be have that voice. But I think that's really respectable. I, I really respect the public. I listen. I don't mind getting things wrong. Um, I, I try and be as honest as possible, always. But that's your and, achievement. Um, that's why you've been given that achievement. It's, it's an amazing moment. And yeah. I have to say, like, it's really nice to get a pat on the back. Because of course the, the public only ever see the glamorous side, but the re- the reality is, is it's you know it's always bumpy. You know, there's incredible highs and incredible lows. Um, so actually getting a pat on the back every now and again, it's that gives you that little bit of like yeah. extra oomph to kind of get amongst it, get involved, and carry on doing yeah, what you're doing. There was extra meaning to the to the speech as well for you, the introduction you had. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't know Jay was going to introduce that, and um, but it's true. That's what we do, and uh, that's what we've always done. And we've done that to about 480 students over 15 years. Yeah. And it's still the best thing I've ever done. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and what's amazing is that that young boy, who's now a young man, 
knows way more about sushi and cutting fish than I do. So that, that idea of who's the mentor has a little switch, a little change, and, um, and, uh, and now I'm learning from my students. So this is the stage that I'm in now. Well, if I think about things like 15, if I think about your cookery schools, you've invested so much yeah. into the people that have worked for you, and that must be so satisfying to see that reward. Oh, definitely, oh, definitely. Listen, sometimes, regardless of what people say or think, like the real currency is always like the people, the graduates, the public. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's that that's the thing that you win yeah. by doing stuff. And and, and uh, I I think I, I did well. I started off with 15. Like I wore my heart on my sleeve. It's still the best thing I've ever done. You know. So uh, it's really and that was a young boy that opened 15. You know, 25, 26 years old. Um, yeah. And uh, I remember it like yesterday. Yeah. So I, do, I remember that. I remember following it and watching yeah. it. And you know, you, you, you've done so well. Your smile's infectious. Yeah. You deserve it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. Thank you. Take care. So that's the end of our special episode for Chef Works. We will have one more exclusive, really exciting episode, very different episode coming up as a Chef Works special. Uh, all will be announced in due course. In the meantime, the past podcast will be coming back exclusively partnered by the wonderful Chef Works. I really hope you're as excited for this series as I am. I'll have loads and loads and loads of big news about that coming soon, including release dates, some guest lists, uh, and everything you need to know. But for now, thank you to GQ for letting us be behind the scenes, and thank you to everybody at Chef Works for their partnership and their ongoing support, and I really hope you enjoy the show. What a fabulous lot of guests that was. Let's hope we can keep that high standards for series five of the past podcast in the meantime you can find me on twitter at the past pod you can find the chef works at chef works uk and ireland on all the social media platforms as well if you want to be chef of the month you can get in touch with us just hashtag chef works wearers and we will look to feature you especially if you wear their fantastic range of aprons front of house equipment uh, and anything that you might not want to look stylish in they will provide you with trust me they are very stylish ranges just ask some people that have been featured on chef of the month um, and we will see you soon